And he says that even now, in that mission, the Holy Spirit played the central role. That's why he took him the cross. After I crucified him there, then he resurrected him from there. And now you also now, who are born again, are supposed to inherit that resurrection, that resurrection life. Same thing, when the apostasy consumed, and it was time to restore the fallen tent, the fallen church, and he sent these two prophets, now you see again, the Holy Spirit is very center central to the extent you hear them saying, Holy Spirit, you are my one and only friend. And when they minister to come and restore the church and reconnect her back to Christ Jesus, her Redeemer, to the kingdom that Christ Jesus brought to her, to connect her back to Christ Jesus, seated on the right hand side of the Father. In other words, to reconnect the church to the kingdom of heaven where Christ is seated on the right hand side. Then you see, again, the Holy Spirit is playing a central role. They are ministering, and you see God himself connecting heaven with them. Still emphasizing the central role that the Holy Spirit plays in connecting the church to the glorious kingdom of the Messiah. The glorious kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of Yahweh. And so blessed people. And he says, even right in John chapter 14, you see it very clearly. He says, it would be good. John 14, turn with me to John 14, blessed people. John 14, verses 25 and 26. John chapter 14, look at what he says there. 25, 26, he says, All these have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've spoken to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. That is the Holy Spirit who brings them that peace. The dove, that's why it's a symbol of, of peace. Normally they draw the dove, even today. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Very powerful, blessed people. Talking about the role of the Holy Spirit. He said, it is better for you that I live. Even when you look at the type of sacrifice that was being offered in the temple of the Lord. The type of sacrifice that the church is meant to offer. He says that you as a Christian... You can only sacrifice before the Lord the blood of Jesus. You can only do that sacrifice before the Lord God. If you are worshipping him in the spirit and in truth. So the Holy Spirit is really, really central even in the sacrifice that the church offers blessed people. How then can we purport to abandon the Holy Spirit? How? How? If you look at the book of Leviticus, chapter 12, verse 8, same emphasis on the role of the Holy Spirit in allowing mankind to sacrifice before the Lord God Yahweh, my friend, God the Father. Leviticus, chapter 12, verse 8, he says, But if she cannot afford a lamb, 
She is to bring two deaths or two young pigeons, one for the burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for her and she will be clean. Right from the Bible in the Old Testament, already the Holy Spirit had placed in a prophecy the portrayal of his role in the sacrifice that would be offered by fallen men, mankind, offering sacrifice before God. The central role he would play in that sacrifice. And then we read in the book of John 4.24, it says, He can only accept God is a spirit. God is spirit. He is spirit. And whoever comes to worship him must worship him in the spirit. And in truth, in the spirit. And the spirit here symbolized by the doves that you see were being offered in the temple. Even much more important, blessed people, is that at the temple, those who are very poor could also afford to now sacrifice before this grand God, this mega God, Jehovah Yahweh. Meaning everybody, literally everybody could now offer, could be, could, could afford to sacrifice before the Lord, the God of Israel. The Lord Jehovah Yahweh. But the same thing today, that the Holy Spirit coming has now normalized, he has nullified the, the wealth differences, the financial differences, that everybody now, even the poor, whoever it does not matter, can now sacrifice before the Lord in spirit and in the truth. The role of the Holy Spirit, enabling literally every human being to now offer sacrifices of praise unto our God, acceptable sacrifices in Christ Jesus. How awesome, blessed people. The other role of the Holy Spirit is that He was sent, the Holy Spirit was sent to you that He may speak to the church. He was sent to speak to the church. To speak to the church. Second Timothy chapter 3. What would he speak to the church? Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Blessed people, what was he coming to speak to the church? Verse 16. It says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Look at that now. The Holy Spirit was sent to the church to speak the will of God to the church, God's will to the church. That God's will for the church is that everybody be righteous. Where the finest linen, bright and clean, that on that D-Day, that day of entry that I have seen, and I've seen certain particular people also enter, amazing how much information he that speaks with you has. That when the day of entry into the eternal glorious kingdom of God, you may be found worthy wearing the finest linen, 
right and clean, which is the righteous acts of the saints, the righteousness of the believer, of the Christian. So the Holy Spirit comes to speak that will of God. That is the will of God for the church. That is God's will for the Christian, for the believer, for the church. John chapter 6, still on this very important aspect of the Holy Spirit speaking to the church. The book of John, blessed people, chapter 6. John chapter 6, verse 63. John 6, 63, blessed people. He says, The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are full of the Spirit and life. The Holy Spirit was sent to the church that he may deliver life, the life of God, to the church. The life of God to the church. That's another role of the Holy Spirit. For those who are making notes. That he may be able to deliver the life of God to the church, the Holy Spirit. We have now seen that the Lord sent him to speak the will of God, God's will to the church. That the will of God is that everybody be holy. Everybody be righteous at the end of it and enter the eternal glorious kingdom of God. Never ever for anybody to ever receive the Lord and languish in hell. Hell that was prepared for the devil alone. And the other all I've said is that the Holy Spirit comes to deposit the life of God into the mainstream of the life of the church. The book of Ezekiel 47, it says from verse 1 to 6. And the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. Verse 2, Ezekiel 47, he says, He then brought me out, through the north gate, and led me around the outside of the outer gate facing east. That is the eastern gate. And the water was trickling from the south side. Verse 3 of Ezekiel 47, it says, As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured up a thousand cubits and led me through the water that was ankle deep. He measured up another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He led me through water that was knee, that was, again, he measured up another thousand cubits and led me through the water that was up to the waist. Verse 5. He measured up another thousand cubits, but now the water was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. And the river that no man could cross then he asked me, son of man, do you see this? And then he led me back to the bank of the river. So this is very powerful portrayal 
that anointing that would come and sweep the church in the direction of the current of the Holy Spirit. He is talking about the life-giving Spirit of God that flows from the river of life that I've seen behind the throne of God. Behind the ark of the covenant of God, I have seen the river of life. On both sides you see the tree of life. He is talking about the life-giving spirit of God that would come to the church, that when you are the Christian, the church, you receive Jesus, he would begin slowly to replace the things in you that are flesh. And stepwise, inundate you, and flood you, and fill you up with the Holy Spirit to the extent that at the end of it, only a spiritual being survives. At the end of it, everything flesh has been totally destroyed. Do you understand, blessed people, the role of the Holy Spirit? Amazing. He is talking about the role of the life-giving Spirit of God coming right from the throne of God, that when a Christian receives the Lord, he begins to replace everything ungodly, everything flesh, the desires of the flesh, everything worldly in you that can impede your aspiration, your journey towards heaven, and then replacing them. How awesome. That at the end, when you see the church that I saw climbing up, and going, and the, heaven, the doors of heaven opened, and entering heaven, that is a spiritual church. Oh, how beautiful a conversation in the middle of the night with you. And he says in the book of First Corinthians chapter 50, chapter 15 verse 50, to emphasize, to underscore what I've just said. The book of First Corinthians 15, from verse 50 to 56, he says, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the glorious kingdom of heaven, the spiritual kingdom of God. Nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable spiritual kingdom of God. So let me read it now. It says, verse 50 again. 1 Corinthians 15, from 50 to 56. Now that you've understood, I've alluded to what I inferred to. It says, verse 50 of 1 Corinthians 15. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the glorious kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Verse 51. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. But we will all be changed. Verse 52. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. First Corinthians 15, verse 53 now. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. Do you see why Ezekiel saw the river of the Spirit of God coming and changing the order of worship in the church, in the life of the believer? Until now, you will sweep the believer in the will of God, in the direction of the current of the Holy Spirit, and that direction is strictly heaven. 
Now in verse 53, he brings it out very powerfully what Ezekiel meant by that river sweeping now. Nobody can swim but move in the direction of the current. Every resistance has been removed. Because, again, we're seeing 1 Corinthians 15, 53, now he says, For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has clothed itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. In other words, death has been defeated. And that is the reason we're having this conversation here, that the sin whose wages is death in your life as a church, in the life of the present-day church, may be finally defeated by the Spirit of God transforming the believer, causing a reformation of repentance, turning away from sin to the extent that now they become total spiritual beings focused on their eternity with God away in heaven. The objective of the Messiah coming. How powerful, blessed people. Wow. So the Holy Spirit essentially comes to bring the life of God into the church, the spiritual life of God, and replace the mortal, the perishable life of man that the church beholds at this hour, blessed people. And that's why this conversation becomes center. The Holy Spirit also comes to the church to help her discern. He brings the discernment of God to the church. So let us take a short worship break, a short break so they may announce for you the link, the link of the visitation of the Lord, the Lord God that is taking place in the church today, that you may be able to take a short break and take that link, the technical teams that are awake all over the land, all over the nations, all over this country, this nation, across this land, they get that link and begin downloading that vision of the Godhead that is taking place in the church. And in the next seven to ten minutes, I'll be back and I'll explore further the central role of the Holy Spirit in the church. A blessed conversation in the midnight hour. Blessed people, the Messiah is coming. He is a spiritual man. His kingdom is his kingdom. The Messiah is coming. You need to prepare and open your hearts for the Holy Spirit to come in and begin replacing everything mortal, everything that dies, everything perishable, and replace immortality, the glorious kingdom of immortality, the kingdom that never dies. To replace all the mortal, the perishable in you, the corruption in you, the corruptible in you, with immortality, imperishability, incorruptibility, that you may now be in tandem, in conformity, after all the sinful desires of flesh have been incinerated by the fire of the Holy Spirit, that your soul may now be in total conformity and alignment 
with the immortal, imperishable, incorruptible kingdom of heaven. So shortly I'll come back, blessed people. And when I come back here, we'll look at the further roles that the Holy Spirit plays in the church. May the Lord bless you to Daraba. Erev Tov Toda. Unspeakable joy that makes 